Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today in CookieCast, wrestling. It's the Getting Over podcast, everybody's here, and we are talking wrestling. That might not be a surprise for a wrestling podcast. Hmm. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave us a review, share the podcast around, just just get the podcast out there. It's a great podcast. And people deserve to know. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. Recording in progress. Welcome along, one and all. It is Getting Over, episode 54 on CookieCast, your one-stop podcast for all things WWE and wrestling in general over the last few weeks. Um, regular viewers will recognise the lovely faces on your screens right now, and regular listeners will also recognise the velvety tones of the three gentlemen accompanying me on this episode. So we have the head honcho of CookieCast, Mr Andrew Cook. Good along with the, Along with the regulars... Mr. Paul Williams and Mr. Matthew Moore. Good evening, all. Guten, e- guten Abend. All good? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. Throwing it out there for our uh, international contingent. I like it. Uh, and look, at, uh, look at this. Sorry, sorry. Just, just to dive straight in there. Look at Mr. Cook with the energy drink just slid into the corner there. Just mm. Yes. Well... Yeah, when you said when you said how are you, I was gonna say I'm drinking an energy drink at twenty to ten at night. How are you? But yeah, (laughs) and I've just finished a beer on the flip side of that. So you know, we're uh, where one of us is up, one of us is most certainly down. So uh, yeah, our regulars will not only recognise these gentlemen, but also get a very big thank you from us for listening and coming back episode after episode. And uh, have you subscribed though? That is the million dollar question. If you haven't yet done so, head on over to YouTube, press that little subscribe button, and then sit back and relax. Because you'll never miss an episode again. Um, whether that's the football, whether it's straight to the Apex, the F1 podcast, uh, the Darkest Timeline, obviously amongst others, there'll be a, a cheeky little bit of NFL on that, that the horizon sometime. But yeah, two of you could become the proud owners of one of these Alexa Bliss Funko Pops as well. It's still here, still waiting to get a new home, or both of them are, should I say. There is another one in the cupboard. Um, so yeah, hit that subscribe button, get us to 100 subscribers, please and thank you. So, we will begin with the results of the predictions title from the last episode, from the Backlash episode. Uh, Paul actually held that title last time around, and I, I believe that was the first time in a while. So you can see, look, see on his face, just the desperation to cling on to the gold. Sounds like, sounds like a bit of a distance. A bit of a diss. You won. How, how can we diss our fair champion? For the first time in what seems like a decade. I didn't say a decade. I said a while. You you put decade on it. That's you spinning that line now. It's just what it feels like, mate. It's just what it well, well. There, there were seven points this time around up for grabs. And you'll be pleased to know we had some very high scores indeed. But unfortunately for Paul... He went from first to worst with a total of oh. points last time, so we'll put him out of his misery nice and early. Um, 
Io Shirai not winning, uh, Io Sky even as she is nowadays, uh, not winning against Bianca, albeit by DQ, was a bit of a bold call then. Uh, and an even bolder call, Paul, was the uh, double disqualification in the Omos Rollins match. As much as we would have all have probably have preferred that. Um, but yeah, neither of those happened. Uh, we all got the wrong outcome in the six-man tag team match as the Bloodline eventually picked up the win. I went against Cody, costing me another point, and that left me on five out of seven. So for the mathematicians amongst you, you might have worked out that both Matthew and Andy finished on six out of seven. The only question, uh, the only prediction they got wrong was the six-man tag team match. Um, so yeah, because I didn't win, then I didn't have to send the text out. <laughs> so it, it, it is, it is tiebreak time. Um, now, it's not my usual standard of tiebreak question. I will give you that. Uh, but this one, obviously, it, it, the tiebreakers had more comebacks on this podcast than Hulk Hogan has in actual wrestling. So we'll we'll air this one out. So, Paul, seeing as you are the outgoing champion, neither of the other guys were champion previously, you can decide who gets the first shot at answering the question. Um, and that question is, what year... Did WWF slash E backlash first air as a pay per view? Uh, right. I I think I'll, I'll say Matt gets to go first, and then that might give Andy sort of more of a shot at getting the. Getting to the correct answer, so I think Andy might be shooting a bit in the dark here, whereas Matt might be able to make an educated guess. Okay, so then, Mister Moore, when when you are ready, why are you so confident in me? <laughs> please, please no. I will. I would like to put this on record that had Paul been in contention, this absolutely would not have been a question because we all know Rain Man knows exactly what year this started. When you said it, I'm going to go with 97. 1997. Okay. So I guess the question now for Andy becomes higher or lower. See, I, I've written I've written an answer down. <laughs> and now I'm thinking I'm way off. But I'm still going to go with it. I've, I've put 2003... Uh, and just show that I'm not Googling anything. Okay. Well, you were you were both a little bit off, but unfortunately for Andy, it was just ever so slightly more off because the answer was 1999. <clears throat> so Matt was, Matt was two away, Andy was four. So that gives Matthew this uh, episode's predictions championship. Well done, Matt. Very good. I mean... Both of you, though, as well, six out of seven. Like, I don't know if we've ever had any, like, such a high scoring tie. We've definitely had some low scoring ties, uh, but we've, <laughs> we've never had a high scoring tie of that ilk and only one match wrong. And to be fair, every, like I said, everybody picked um, Riddle, Sami Zayn, and, and Kevin Owens to win that match. So everybody went down that 
particular alley and, and came up short. So that, that is some effort. Um, right, okay. So, predictions title in the bag for Mr Moore. We will move on to a little bit of news before the predictions for this episode. So, unfortunately, some sad news to start with in that superstar Billy Graham passed away on the 17th of May, age 79. Uh, Ric Flair actually announced Billy Graham's passing on his own social media with a post paying tribute for the influence that Graham had on his own career. Uh, Graham had been battling health issues since around 2002. Now, this is a hell of a list, uh, including a liver transplant, double pneumonia, didn't know that was a thing, uh, possible heart failure and internal bleeding. Now, you would assume not all of at the same time, but he's, he's had a hell of a, an endurance for the fact that he's, he's lasted like another 21 years after these things started. That is some effort. Um, but Paul Heyman perhaps said it best in his own heartfelt tribute, saying, before Billy Graham, performers in the WWF, WWF, WWE were known as professional wrestlers. After Billy Graham left his mark, Vincent Kennedy McMahon decided everyone would be a WWE superstar. Um, obviously, that's where the name comes from. Um, so that will be something that's carried on for the rest of time. So that's, you know, they like say he's definitely left his mark on, on the industry. So um, thoughts to, obviously, the family and, and fans and, and of Billy Graham, superstar Billy Graham, age 79. Um, for me, a little bit before my time, obviously seen a lot of him since, um, but you, you only have to take one look at the guy to, to see not only the impact that he had on Flair's career, um, Hogan's career, just purely from a looks perspective. He, like Billy Graham, was probably one of the very early like body guys, as, as you maybe deem it. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely left his mark. Um, moving on, we still have some more sad news. Not quite as sad as that, I must admit. But um, severe injuries have happened in the last few weeks, uh, both to Liv Morgan and Dakota Kai. And it was in the same match that this happened. Um, on the May 12th edition of SmackDown, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez were set to defend the women's tag team titles against Dakota Kai and Bailey. The champions retained, but at what cost in the end? Well, Michael Cole announced on the SmackDown following that Liv is set to miss considerable time, uh, which has actually forced the champions to relinquish the tag titles. Bailey also let slip on the same episode that Dakota suffered an even worse injury, but didn't disclose what it was at the time. So it turns out Liv Morgan has injured her shoulder. Um, as yet, the downtime doesn't have an estimate, but it is feared that it will require surgery. Dakota Kai, however, um, has confirmed suffered a torn ACL and by the time that this has been recorded, um, she has actually had an operation on her knee already um, and it's been reported in a really weird twist of uh, like fate, I guess, that, that Dakota Kai actually suffered the injury as a result of trying to protect Liv Morgan during the match because she knew that Liv Morgan was hurt. Um, so she was trying to do right and ultimately paid for it with her knee um, I'm not sure if it's the same leg that she had the knee issues with previously um, but either way she has she has got a bit of a history so hopefully she'll she'll be able to still make a comeback after the uh, the downtime um, I like Dakota Kai she's, she's, she hit, hit the ground running when she came back as part of um, damage control at SummerSlam last year 
she's probably been somewhat of the third wheel of the team, almost like the quieter one of the three. Um, considering that one of those three doesn't, you know, English isn't even their first language, that's probably not the best review. Um, but when it comes to actually performing in the ring, she's definitely up there on par with the other two easily. Um, for me, one of the best sort of smaller female wrestlers they've had in the last five years, I would, I would say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit bit of sucky news to, to, to sort of start with, I guess, uh, and then sort of continue it into that. But on a little bit of a more positive note, um, we have already on the road to crowning new tag team champions. Um, it's going to be they're going to be crowned on the Raw following Night of Champions uh, this coming weekend in a fatal four-way match between uh, Raquel and her new partner Shotzi, um, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Bailey and Io Sky, and the returning Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. So we'll by the time that we are back in your ears, we will have some new women's tag team champions. Um, any thoughts on? Uh, what's happened or who you would prefer to take the titles going forward, Jets? Just not Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler would be the <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think they, of, of the four teams, obviously they would they just give it straight back to, to Raquel but with a new partner? I don't know, that seems a bit odd. Although they have done stuff like that in the past. Um, I would imagine that in a kind of weird way, like Rousey and Baszler makes arguably the most sense, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know, really. It's like the, we've said it before, the women, the women's tag titles have been that sort of like weekly sort of portrayed on TV that not, this is nothing against the women. They're kind of meaningless. And it's not because of the fault of the women, it's the fault of the company for not pushing them properly. Mm. So they're basically a bit of an afterthought. So I would agree. I, like Part of me wants them to go left field and give it to Chelsea Green and, and Sonya Deville because at least they have actually been teaming. Yeah, um, true. But I think in, if you're looking at established teams, Rousey and Baszler probably do make the most sense, but then there's not one person in that group vying for the titles that probably cares more about the tag team titles than Bailey. Um so ba- Bailey and Sky would, would probably like I think that's who I think will, will go for it, but in terms of like I say who I want to, I would prefer it to be Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Purely to, to give them a bit more time in the spotlight as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, so uh, moving on, we'll, we'll we'll move on to some slightly better news, um, and particularly for those of you in the UK that are headed to SmackDown um, and Money in the Bank come July, in that Roman Reigns has finally been added to the uh, the listings. Um, and however, this coming weekend, um, at Night of Champions, Roman will celebrate one thousand days as champion. Um, that is an incredible feat, considering that nobody has really got behind him until the Bloodline storyline started over the last year. Um, Roman won't defend his title at Night of Champions. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, But we may get some form of acknowledgement, perhaps, on the uh, event this weekend. Or 
WWE may leave that until the following week's Smackdown on June the 2nd. Why June the 2nd? I hear nobody ask. Well, I'm going to answer it anyway. Um, it seems to be a date synonymous with Roman Reigns because it was June the 2nd, 2014, when the shield imploded. So are they going to pull some kind of uh, history repeating itself business with the Usos and the Bloodline? Just throwing that out there now. See if it happens. It was just when I saw the day, I was like, I'm sure I've seen that on a video somewhere. And true enough, when I looked it up, that's how it's fallen. So, um, it's one, one for the statisticians. Um, yeah, news news was a little bit light, really. For we, we, I guess it hasn't actually been that long since we were, we were uh, with you for the wrestling. Um, it's, it's like the old London buses for Money in the Bank. But uh, So, we will move on to the Night of Champions predictions. Night of Champions was originally supposed to be Queen and King of the Ring for 2023. However, um, the change of title has come around mainly because of a title. The brand new World Heavyweight title destined for Raw following the draft and Roman taking the undisputed WWE Universal title to SmackDown. Now, we all talked about how we felt about the design of the <laughs> the new World Heavyweight title previously, so we won't delve particularly on, sorry, maybe pick at that scab. <laughs> it's maybe a better expression. Um, on this particular episode um, but yeah the event will be held this coming Saturday on the 27th of May at the Jeddah Superdome not the Silverdome oh, in Saudi Arabia uh, and this is the ninth event that WWE has held in Saudi um, at the time of recording we've got seven confirmed matches from WWE.com and as always the card is subject to change so gents we will kick off with the SmackDown women's title. We've got Rhea Ripley going in as champion versus Natalia. Now, Rhea Ripley is looking to build an impressive title run since picking up the title from Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Zelina Vega was first up at Backlash. He was dispatched with the Riptide, as so many have been done before, um, and also in with, with the backing of a home crowd as well. It was, uh, it was a fair effort, but ultimately a bit of a squash. But um, next up is the former Divas and SmackDown Women's Champion, Natalia. Natty always feels a bit like the gatekeeper um, in, in this type of situation. She's a WWE legend, holding multiple records for female with uh, most wins of all time, the most uh, pay-per-view premium live event matches, etc, etc, etc. So on paper, somebody that should be a good test for Rhea Ripley. The only problem is, WWE never book Natalia that strongly. So does anybody actually give Natty a chance of taking the title this weekend? Um, Natalia even went to her own social media to point this out this week. Um, obviously those words are words I have written, but effectively from her own mouth said, I'm not sure I'm on Rhea Ripley's level at the moment um, in, in terms of placing. So, um, yeah, <coughs> filling everybody with confidence. Or is that the ultimate swerve? Let's find out. Um, Matt, do you want to go first? I've gone Rhea Ripley. I just the moment the match was booked, I was kind of like, um, why? Kind of was my immediate kind of reaction was just like some people are like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to Saudi. You know, don't bother booking us, kind of thing. We're not, <laughs> you know, uh, we're not doing that. Um, so yeah, I, it just seemed a bizarre kind of booking, you know. 
yeah, it's just it's a shame for Natalia because I think she's just kind of fallen into this, like you said, gatekeepery kind of someone that they throw out as a kind of as a, oh right, yeah, you've got to beat her to prove that you're the champion. But then at some point, it becomes just another match that actually doesn't register with anybody at some point because it's just the person that loses to all the champions all the time, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I assume this will be. So yeah. Yep, that's okay. You are in the book for Rhea Ripley. Um, I have also gone the same way. Um, Andy? Yeah. Yeah, there's... I think when Rhea Ripley took the the champion X amount of time ago, it was kind of at that point in time when it was like, this isn't going to change any time soon. This is a long run ahead. So this ain't going to be the match that does it. Uh, yeah, very ripping uh, all the way from me, please. Lovely, you are in the book. Uh, Paul, for the clean sweep. Well. Um, is Natalia listed as being a Smackdown wrestler? Uh, now you're asking. Um, I know where you're going with this. Um, no, I don't think she is. No, she got drafted to Raw. Right. Okay, so the, uh, that was the only way I could possibly see him doing something a bit shifty with the women's titles. Because is Asuka Raw? No. Asuka and um, Bianca Belair are both SmackDown. Right, in that case, spoiler. Um, yes, can I have uh, Rhea to retain in quite comprehensive fashion? Yep. Clean sweep. Okay, moving on then. Second match on the card, I have got the Intercontinental title match between Gunther and Mustafa Ali. This match has been listed as a first time ever for Gunther versus Ali, uh, but could it actually be the first time ever that a challenger has literally been scraped off the map by a spatula? In in fairness to Ali, uh, he did earn the title shot by winning the Battle Royal, but Gunther and Imperium actually influenced the outcome of the match by eliminating Matt Riddle. Presumably building to a Matt Riddle um, feud somewhere down the line. Uh, the question is, can Ali take his first title in WWE and defend that in the future against people like Matt Riddle, if he is going for the Intercontinental title? Or will Gunther continue his lengthy Intercontinental Championship reign? Uh, I have jumped in with Gunther, and I presume I'm about to hear that three more times. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> a positive one. Are you guys joking? Have you, have, you, have you seen how dominant Mustafa Ali... Oh, no, sorry. Got myself a bit confused there. Of course Gunther's winning this one. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were going to get the Bailey phrase for a second there, Paul. Well, you, don't just, you don't just roll that out any, uh, for any old prediction. I think it's, it's good that Ali's getting a bit more of a higher-profile match. Um, it's something that I feel that he's probably owed... Um, after how he's been treated previously, but I mean, is is that still the case when he's gonna need a skin graft to fix his chest after <laughs> after Saturday? Man, like like who's cornflakes did that guy piss in really? Because Jesus Christ, this is not a reward. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I purposely put that one early in the uh, listings because I, I knew that everybody would go the same way. 
Um, speaking of which, the Raw Women's title is the next match on my list, and it's WrestleMania rematch time. So Bianca Belair became the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era after defeating Io Sky at Backlash. Uh, to celebrate all that, a little shindig was thrown on SmackDown uh, when the EST visited her hometown of Knoxville. In steps Asuka with her big, interrupty, misty spray face. Um, technical terms, look it up. But yeah, she, she hit Bianca Belair with the dreaded mist. You know where this is going. It got booked. It's happening, and will there be a new champion in Jeddah when the mist clears? There you go, one for you. Put that one down in the old uh, dad joke column. Um, but yeah, where are we going with this one? Bianca Belair or Asuka? Andy? Bianca Belair is the short answer. Okay. I see her losing the title soon. Not in this match. Okay. They, they've been making a big fuss about this longest title run um, in the mm. modern era business, and that always makes it's like that's like the first red flag of it's happening at some point soon. Um, I mean, it might be might be a bit of a spoiler alert for the rest of it as well. I can't the, with the Saudi thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there always seems to be like one ropey title decision that happens. There's like a title change, or there's like an unexpected retention for like because we've got the, the world heavyweight championship match to decide a brand new title I don't think they need that this time around I no. just think I think they'll play it safe so I've I've got Bianca to retain on this one uh, Paul same I, I mean I know you're saying that they're setting it up so that it's coming sooner rather than later for the change but I kind of sort of disagree on that one. I, I like. I, I think that I think we'd said earlier in a previous podcast that she's kind of running the sort of the, the delicate line now of being the same character for so long that the people who cheer her are now beginning to sort of waver, and she's now sort of on that like knife edge, as it were, where she's sort of like flitting in between being a heel and being a face. In, in as much so as she was, you could argue that she was almost the heel in that match at Backlash because mm-hmm. the the crowd in Puerto Rico were very clearly behind Io, Io Sky, um, and I, I don't know if they may be tempted to run that in like sort of like you know transitioner into being a heel champion and have a sort of like you know kind of run through people a bit more like that to then sort of build to the Rhea versus Bianca unification match that probably happens at WrestleMania next year, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm still a bit perturbed as to what they're going to do with these titles and the basis of the, like, the Raw titles now on SmackDown and vice versa. I mean, the, the short, easy option, surely, is just the title switch that they've done before when it was Becky and yeah. Charlotte, and obviously that went so swimmingly well at the time. <laughs> um, but... I don't. I don't see the same situation unfolding with the two current champions that they've got. But I also think that they they'd be daft not to use that to build towards them to square enough in the future, like you say. But whether that's for one of or neither, in fact, of the titles by the time it comes around. But them two is is a match I'd like to see. Um, Matt, are you going to give us our third clean sweep of the podcast? Really boring. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, boys, I hope you're looking forward to that text message next month. It's fine. Um, what, with, a, with, a, with a stellar four-way non-out-of-seven tie? <laughs> yeah, we've gone from the highest scoring tie to the lowest scoring tie. Um, okay, so we'll try and get one more in now. So the, the tag titles match is next up on my list. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. The bloodline story continues, and since losing the tag titles to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, it's safe to say the Usos haven't exactly been on the Tribal Chief's good side. They've been fighting to redeem themselves pretty much ever since, but have come up short time and time again. Reigns returned to SmackDown for the first time since WrestleMania on May the 12th, and declared he was going to do what the Usos have been unable to, take the tag titles back from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But it wouldn't be one of the Usos he was teaming with, it would be the man who picked up the win for the Bloodline and Backlash, Solo Sokoa. So, will Reigns add more gold to Paul Heyman's walk to the ring, or will the Canadian duo retain their titles in Sami's first ever Saudi appearance? Uh, Paul, do you want to kick us off with this one? I really don't know this one. This is like the, this is probably one of the ones where I'm like, I honestly don't know which way they're going with this. You'd imagine that after after the after the long title reign that the, the Usos had, to then just have the next people hold it for like six weeks or whatever it's been since WrestleMania, would kind of be a bit of a kick in the bollocks. Um, so. Uh, stick me down for Zane and Owen Zane and Owens to retain but I don't necessarily think that they'll win the match if that makes sense okay but this is to pick the winners of the match but <laughs> I don't know then I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out in my head a way that they because I don't think I don't think they'd get disqualified that's weird then I, I, I don't know uh, I'll, I'll just stick them down to Okay. I don't. I, I honestly just don't know. With it. I, I don't know what the sort of thought process is with it. Andy, retain. Okay. Um. Yep, that's in the book. Matthew, I've gone for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as well. I, I agree with Paul. There's going to be some weird kind of shonky finish of like. The Usos come down to help and cost somebody something like some causing somebody to get pinned somehow. Um, ooh, ooh! You know, like in previous shows, we've said like, ooh, it's a, it's an opportunity for him to get a cheap like a cheap pin on Roman because like he hasn't been pinned for however many years or whatever. And this is a chance to do that, I suppose. So it would make it, that would make sense. What Matt's saying there, if they cost him, and then that sets up <clears throat> sort of arm of the of the, the explosion of the bloodline, as it were. Because obviously they were teasing Roman being scared of is it so, Solo Sokoa, yeah. Um, and obviously, if he was to lose, if he was to ha- take the pin in the kind of loss, or there's going to be some, as as Paul said, there's going to be some kind of weird finish to it that somebody, you know, they it is that kind of thing of 
realistically, I'm going to go with Zayn and Owens because I think they'll just be interference and the interference will ultimately cost them. But I wouldn't be surprised if technically Reigns and Sokoa won by disqualification because somebody does something as well. It's one of those ones where I think then... By the look on your face, there's a little grin there, so I presume I might tread, tread, tread on the toes of your prediction. Almost. We we have, for the fourth match out of four, gone for an entire clean sweep again, so I have also picked Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, I also think it will be because of the Usos, but I hadn't thought about the fact that Roman may lose. That bit was a little bit further on. My, my thing is that I think they'll be trying their hardest still to get in the good books, and they'll probably just clobber, as simple as clobbering one of Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, or both, and just get caught for it. So they'll cost it, cost Roman the match, so that it, it like, they're basically in the doghouse for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of getting the pin on Roman, though, because that, that really would shake, start to shake things up. And then it... And, it, and I'll, I'll, like, also that's that's the main sort of thing that it'll do. But it also shows that he got like he is he is fallible in in a way. So it shows that he does he he does have the the opportunity to lose in him. Mm. Whereas like for the last three years he's been built up to be this like you know this unstoppable like monster and stuff like that. So just, it shows a little bit of fallibility to him. I just don't know if I don't know if they've got enough investment in Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn for it to be them the one to take that away um, but we'll see we will see um, we do have three more matches to predict and they are three big matches so with that being said it's time to just grab a little drink take a little refresh don't touch that dial we will be right back with the final predictions Recording in progress. See, we're back. It didn't take long. You blinked. We're here. All good. Right, moving on to then to the final three matches, and we will kick off those three matches with a generational dream match, I guess, um, in Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Arguably the best in the Attitude Era, taking on the best of the current generation. Uh, now, you will probably remember that these two teamed with Lita at WrestleMania to defeat Damage Control, and at the time, Lita and Becky were tag champs. Lita was taken out backstage on Raw before the champs were due to defend against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, and then Trish stepped in to replace her fallen friend. All good so far. In the match, however, Trish was pinned, they lost the gold, and then Trish turned on Becky following the defeat. Becky wasn't on Raw for a few weeks after that. Trish was, mocking Becky at every opportunity. Um, they produced some wanted posters. Um, Trish has been all over her social media, um, sticking the claws in any chance she could get towards Becky Lynch. But when Becky did return, she did so with a bang, hitting the Hall of Famer with a Bexploder before challenging Trish to a match. That was only confirmed that it would definitely happen on Raw this past Monday um, with Trish Stratus' first ever contract signing in WWE, which uh, took me by surprise. She's been around long enough. I thought that would have been a thing, but apparently not. Uh, so, yeah, which generational talent, as I mentioned earlier, will take the win this coming weekend? Uh, Andy, do you want to go first? It's... Uh... 
it's Becky Lynch for me. I see this okay. being a, a start of a run for some gold for old uh, for old Becky Lynch. So a win here will be a good good starting point. Okay, um, I've got you down for that one, um, Paul. It's another one where I don't know. I'm a bit sort of fifty-fifty on this one. We didn't cause... know. We didn't know last time, but miraculously, everybody picked the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's one of those weird ones, like where the sheer fact that she physically so in the draft, Trish was actively one of the drafted superstars. Yep. That that to me would indicate she's not just coming back for like a match here or there. She'll be back for at least you'd think six to eight months or something like that so that you know to get through to next year's Wrestlemania for example something like that um so I don't know part of me wants to go Trish so, so I will I'll, I'll go Trish on this one because then I think it gives it I think it stretches the storyline out longer and at least at least gives them the opportunity to take it to SummerSlam shall we say Mm-hmm. It, it's taken until match five, ladies and gentlemen, but we do have our first difference of opinion. It has happened. Maybe I won't need that tiebreak question after all. Who knows? Uh, Matt? I've gone Becky Lynch. <clears throat> you know, part of me would say did they just draft Trish just to not make people think that she was just going to disappear off after this kind of match would, say, would suggest. Did. Was Lita drafted as well? No, she was. Um, was she a, was she a tag team champion at the time, or not? Had it already happened by then? No, no, it already. No, I think it happened, hadn't it? I think we'd already lost by then. Um, no, I don't think Lita was drafted, but she's disappeared from television screens um, in a live wrestling capacity, and she's now seemingly part host in the WWE Most Wanted Treasures series that is you cannot get over here, which is a pain in the ass because. I mean, who would have thought that I may want to watch a programme about wrestling memorabilia? Ah! <laughs> I mean, joining up the dots, I assume that Trish possibly attacked Lita and left her there, and then obviously that's a match that's coming soon. So whether she rocks up in Saudi Arabia this weekend to cost Trish the match or and then leads to them having a match at SummerSlam, I don't know, but I presume I'm going to go Becky to win, obviously, and then for Trish to go on this kind of Lita revenge tour thing. Okay, so um, I will round it out, making it a 50-50 split, because I have gone for Trish. Um, I was completely stepped on by everything Paul said. This is clearly lasting until SummerSlam. Um, I can't see it going any other way, and I think that'll be the point where that happens. I think we might get some, a, a, a bit of a litre tease in between, but which which one she's going to side with, um, well, we can discuss that at the time if it happens. Um, Paul? So Matt said this is where Lita comes back and costs Trish, Trish the match. I'd like to put the counter-argument on there in that we get a, he- a heel leader because I don't think we we never saw heel leader and heel Trish at the same time. We saw 
face leader and face Trish, and we saw face leader and heel Trish, and then we saw heel leader and face Trish, but we've never seen heel leader and heel Trish together. So I wouldn't be surprised if them two end up sort of being the like the team, and then the tag belts get put back on them, but in that sort of guise, if that makes sense. Mm. I think that probably then leaves Becky needing a... I don't think they'll go to that extent of putting the titles on because that leaves Becky needing a partner and I don't think she's that much in need of uh, of a um, sidekick because that's all it'd be. But that's, well, that's where they just trot out Molly Holly for, like, you know, <laughs> the occasional sort of, like, things and then it's just it's just all the old girls, isn't it? Have you, have you been playing 2K23? Because that is almost one of the storylines. If if you could see the uh, the... Games console of choice that I am looking at currently, you would know the answer to that question in that I do not have the ability to be playing 2K23. You can't you can't get any of the new games on a master system, can you? <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean you, 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 you can't um you can't get bad games, can you on a master? They're all they were all pretty good from my uh, childhood memories. Bit of Alex the Kid. Or Alex Kid in Miracle World. Not Alex the Kid. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that that's rounded out. So we do have a difference in opinion, although technically me and Paul still have the same predictions, and Andy and Matt still have the same predictions. So the tiebreak is back on. Um, right, moving on to the what I've got listed as the semi-main event. If it wasn't for the title um, being on the line, the new title, uh, this could potentially be the main event, and it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of did that anyway. Because let's face it. The Saudi people who are paying for it will probably get to pick what goes on last. Um, so yeah, I've got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. And we've had a WrestleMania rematch on the card. So now it's time for the Backlash rematch. Uh, Cody got back on track after his uh, Mania main event defeat with a win over Brock at Backlash. Uh, hasn't been forgotten by the Beast, who's been telling anyone who'll listen that it was a cheap victory, with an excellent reply to this from Cody Rhodes, who said... He won a wrestling match with a wrestling move inside a wrestling ring. How is that cheap? It's a very good point. Uh, Cody had his attention turned to the new World Heavyweight Championship. However, Brock was there to squash that dream, smashing Cody through the announce table one week before almost breaking his arm on Raw this week. Now, at different points throughout the broadcast... We had people interrupting Triple H, particularly talking to Cody, say get, get yourself checked out because your arm definitely looks broken. Um, Cody didn't, he wouldn't, because he didn't want to lose his chance to get back at Brock this weekend. Uh, but that then throws up the questions of what sort of state is he going to be in by the time he gets to Saudi? Um, and will a bad and bruised Cody still be able to come out on top? Well, I guess Brock has the option of then finishing what he started and putting Cody out for uh, a little longer and um, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips or if you've seen any of Raw from this past week the, the injury angle with the arm started off pretty well it looked like it was going to be alright but then you know when they just over egg something and it's like oh his arm might be broken and you're like no it's not oh no but that Triple H just said it's broken oh, it's, it's still definitely not it's not. If his arm was broken, he would not be in that match. The only reason that he competed in that match against Seth Rollins with his um, torn pec was because it was completely torn. 
um, there was no more damage he could could do to that. Um, if your arm is broken, there is all sorts of stuff that you can still do. Um, so that would would not not actually not happen. But yeah, um, just a little, little, just a tiny little grumble. Um, but yeah, I mean we're getting a bit more of Cowboy Brock, so can't complain on that aspect. Um, seeing, I, I feel like we need to take a leaf out of the football podcast um, book and seeing as Brock Lesnar is in this match, Andy will go last for this particular prediction. Oh no, but does he want to go first by that reaction? No, I'll go last. Okay. It'd be interesting to see what other people think. I'm, I'm going for Cody, personally. I think this is where Brock disappears for a little bit of time because he's, he's, he's due a little rest now. He's had, he's had a couple of events in a row. Um, can't be using up all of those five to seven scheduled matches for the entire year within the space of three months. So I'm I'm going for Cody Rhodes. It's another oh my god, look at him! He's going to get his ass kicked because he's injured. Oh my god, how the hell did he do that kind of victory? So it, it, it's a Cody Rhodes win for me. Paul. Not for the first time on today's show. I'm, I, I, I don't know. So you were you were utterly convinced at the last one that he was going to lose, mm-hmm. and I and I just couldn't see a scenario where that was going to help him in the long term. Whereas with this one, I think the fact that they've sown that seed of who is he's going into the match not a hundred percent because of his arm might be his arm might be broken. Yeah, because if one of your top, if one of your top guys potentially has a broken arm, you definitely don't, you definitely, you definitely don't send him for an, for an X-ray, do you? Just see if it might actually be broken. Uh, might actually be broken. No, you just take his word for it and you just let him wrestle. Um, I, I don't know if they've sown the seed um, so that Brock then gets the win back and it takes it to SummerSlam for the sort of the definitive. Andy pissed off because I've just taken his uh, his thing, but some I saw I saw a, a podcast where someone was saying like, obviously they disagreed with Cody not getting the win at WrestleMania, and um, I think it was Road Dog actually, and Road Dog said, "But what's he overcome to get to that point to be the champ?" And it's like he hasn't had anything to sort of he hasn't had any hurdles to overcome other than the injury. Which is fair enough. He's had to come back from the torn, the torn peck and stuff like that. But what's he really had to sort of overcome to get to the mountaintop to be the guy to be the champ? So this is his first sort of well, his first his first challenge was overcoming the loss that he had to Roman, and this is like his next challenge that he's got to overcome. So I, I think that Brock will Brock will win this one. And then Cody will get the definitive rubber match, as it were, at SummerSlam, and that'll set him up to sort of go on to his next feud, which probably isn't Roman at this point. But some, some would say that he's had to overcome the backstage um, atmosphere in leaving AEW and the, yeah. the negative crowd reaction that he got there as well. So yeah, they actually still want to go through with all of this so but yeah, yeah you, could argue, you could argue that I mean they're but not going yeah, re- to reference that but yeah I've, I've got you down for Brock so cool. um, that does mean that me and you now have a different set of predictions all told so 
we'll see. Um, Matt, then go on. Let's let's hear what yours is. I've gone for Cody with this one. I've gone for Cody with this one. I, yeah. Okay. You are in the book. So Andy was. Um, Possibly very silently berating Paul from from what the YouTube viewers may have seen. Let him, let him have it, Andy. So, um, in hindsight, definitely should have gone first. Basically, <laughs> it's what both you and Paul said smashed together. So, Brock win to take it to a third match, SummerSlam. Yeah, I think SummerSlam, so that Cody can get the final win and then Brock can ride off to his ranch, farm, whichever it is that he owns, for a a well-deserved break for a few months. So that when he returns in a few months' time, he gets a a big pop. Um, So what seems like forever, I finally get to say... Brock Lesnar to win. You're in the book. You are in the book. Don't forget as well that he still has that free agency status. He's not been tied down to a brand. So when he does return, as you said, doesn't even have to be to Raw. It could be to SmackDown and they could start something completely brand new. So they've always got that like reset button in the back pocket almost for him. Um, so last match time. Main event, as I've got it. The finals of the tournament, which has been a bit of a weird tournament um, in terms of structure, but still tournament nonetheless for the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So we have Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles. The new title's here, and as I said, no matter how we feel about the fact that it looks like a bin lid, stuck on the old belt, uh, someone will be crowned the first holder this coming weekend. Um, Both men have had to earn their way to the match. Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest in a triple threat and then had to defeat Finn Balor one-on-one. AJ had the same kind of setup. He defeated Rey Mysterio and Edge in the triple threat before going on to defeat Bobby Lashley. Um, and I would suggest that at the time, for how obviously AJ has been out for a while, maybe that probably felt like somewhat of a, a bit of an upset, really. Um the way that Lashley's been in the last few years but either way uh, he got through it and he's, he's on his way to Jeddah um, both of the guys in this match though I would say are standout highlight worthy wrestlers and this match should potentially be no exception this is the match on the card that regardless if there was a title or not AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins I would be looking forward to wherever it took place um, I, I just really I really hope that they don't mess this up by putting Brock on last because I think that to get in, particularly for the new title to get it off the ground they need to give it some sort of main event gravitas um, will it? will they do it? we'll see but either way somebody's going to earn the distinction of being the first holder of the new incarnation of the World Heavyweight Championship but who will that man be? Matt do you want to kick us off for this one? I've gone with Seth Rollins. I just think it's kind of like a culmination of everything that he's been doing for, what, the past year kind of thing. 
Um, and like I said, AJ's just come back, so it's a bit like thrown straight into a title picture. Um, so yeah, I've gone for Seth Rollins, and then maybe maybe AJ Styles can have a bit of a chase for it for a bit. But, um, but yeah, I think that's where it sits for me. Okay, okay, uh, Andy. Yeah, full agreement with Matt there. Down for Mr. Rollins as well. Paul, um, do you see the, uh, the the fact that this is this will be a classic first time ever that um, a, a, a person has been uh, involved in uh, matches to crown three new champions in Seth Rollins. Obviously, he was the uh, he was in the first NXT title match. He was in the first Universal title match. And he's obviously now in this one. Um, if for nothing else, other than the fact that it makes zero sense to put it on a guy who's currently been drafted to SmackDown, where they have the other championship, it has to be Seth Rollins who wins the match. Unless they're going to pull that if AJ wins that because the title has to stay on Raw that then brings him back yeah okay. but they've got they've got the they've got the whole OC haven't they they've got um, Meechin and Gallows and Anderson too so where does yeah. that leave them if that happens hmm. okay so you're going for Rollins yep yep and that my friends makes that final match a clean sweep I know Mr Rollins has been a very busy boy out in the wide world of late as well because he's been uh, recording uh, recorded. He's been filming for uh, Marvel for the new um, Captain America movie. Um, not confirmed as to which character he's going to play in that, but it does appear to be a bad guy of sorts. Um, he's doing all, all sorts, hasn't he? I thought he was going to say about the Bears, uh, the Bears um, fixture uh, release. Roster, not roster, schedule, uh, schedule yeah. release. That was pretty cool, though. That was well done. If you've not seen that, we're talking about the fact that the Chicago Bears, which is um, Rollins' own NFL team that he supports, um, he was featured in a video which released the fixtures for one of the English phrase um, for the NFL for, for the upcoming season. I thought it was pretty pretty well done. It, it, it clearly wasn't as good as the, the, video, the other video that we watched where... Um, who, which team was it that was interviewing people who did, who didn't know what the NFL teams were? That was classic. Yeah, for people who, who have an interest in the American football, go to the Tennessee Titans Instagram page where um, they went to the streets of, I believe, Las Vegas to interview certain unsuspecting people to um, give out their... Um, Ideas or their uh, their guesses as to who the schedule was for certain Tennessee Titans games. Uh, my personal favourite was, I believe, their Week Three fixture, where a woman was asked, "Who is this? this who is this team that they're playing?" And her answer was, "The Lightning McQueens." Charges. I per- yeah. I personally like the one who, with conviction, went the Cowboys, and then it flashed up. The Colts with the yeah. Cowboys across the top. I was like, <laughs> what, was, what was even more incredible was that, that it wasn't, there wasn't just one woman that was caught out by that. There were several people that were caught out by the horseshoe. Ooh, 
that must be the cowboys. Um, but there was there was others. There was something where someone went, "Ooh, it's the Florida Florida Panthers, something or others." And they basically so then after each after each clip of the person making the guess, the Titans then flash up a graphic of what the person had guessed, and it is literally all the words they said, and then they just show the actual team. The, the one one of the other better ones. Sorry, we're taking it massively off topic, but was. Um, the, the helmet was uh, of the Cleveland Browns, and someone was like, uh, that uh, doesn't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the football logo. That's just the logo for football. <laughs> yeah. So, what, yeah. I was, what I was getting to was the fact that Mr. Rollins has been a busy boy out in the wide world, and um, presumably, as we all know, that any champion seems to get given media duties unless your name is Roman Reigns and um, a guy that's out there filming for, for one of the biggest film franchises in the world has been featured recently on promotional material for the NFL which is a, you know obviously huge in the States but growing globally um, why would you not give him the world heavyweight championship I so if, maybe I'm like reading into it a little bit as well he is a WWE guy, whereas AJ Styles, some people might go, ah, oh, well, he's a TNA kind of thing if you're that kind of way inclined, or New Japan, or kind of thing. He's not, when you kind of, you know, most people nowadays will be like, oh, yeah, AJ Styles is a WWE guy, but he's got a lot of career before that, whereas Rollins is a WWE guy, and mm-hmm. That's kind of like, you know, I think when you put it on, first put it on somebody. Yeah, I I would agree. I think I think arguably AJ Styles, the better part of AJ Styles' career was probably before he signed for WWE, whereas the better part of Seth Rollins was definitely after. Um, I know there's a very big age-related part of that, but still, like, I, I completely agree with what Matt just said. Um, so yeah, so that rounds us out. We do we do have slightly varying results. I'm I'm sure the way that the results fall, it will mean it's a four way tie on like two points, as, as Paul pointed out earlier on. So we'll we'll see how we get on. Um, but yeah, if you're playing along at home, obviously send us your um, predictions as well. Feel free to drop a comment. And um, like, as we said before, a bit of like sharing and subscribing going on it pops up for grabs. Um, so yeah, get on it. Has anybody got any other business for this episode? In which case, it's it's time to uh, put the headphones down, set back, relax, and uh, tune in tonight at Champions this coming weekend. So thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us once again. And thank you to you guys for, for listening and watching along. And uh, enjoy the wrestling. Thanks very much. So there we go. What do you think to that? More wrestling than you can shake a stick at. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. One thing before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review where you can leave a review. Check out our website, thecookiecast.com. There you can find social media links and an email button so that you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cookie Cast.